Morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Joe B. How are you on a Saturday morning? Uh, pretty good. Not too bad. I had a come to Jesus moment yesterday, coming back to reality, how much you mean to me. Oh, my goodness. Really? Well, tell me about it. I did. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes. <laughs> we watched the Saturday morning news, and uh, I like the idea that we watch a segment, and we stop the uh, television, and we discuss it. And there were a lot of discussions this morning. Oh, yes, a lot of things going on in the world. You know, one of the first things that came up was uh, color. That's the predominant topic in today's society, the division of color in our country. I realized, sitting there talking, that your mom and dad and my mom and dad never lived any place but Franklin County. Until my dad got into the quarter horse business, we didn't go any place. And then after that, I meant we... Went all over the state of Illinois, Indiana, and Texas until I was uh, a teenager. We didn't go anyplace. We stayed at home and, and took care of business. My parents, I would imagine that uh, them going to New York for Mom's Mother of the Year was really the only time that they spent any time away from Franklin County, and that was measured in a few days or a long weekend. Oh, I bet that was amazing for them. I can't imagine even today going to New York, how big and crowded and bustling it is. My father was a coal miner most all of his early life, and uh, I don't remember ever there being any minorities in the coal mines. I think uh, Franklin County was definitely a sundown county, probably still is. I think I, I didn't know it till right now, and you said it. I, I'm beginning to uh, not like the word minorities. Mm. I like person of color mm. because that, to me, takes in every nationality, every aspect of human life on this earth. People of color, that is the perfect word for me to make us all inclusive. Raised in Franklin County, you know, I was as racist as a person could get because we just, uh, you know, it was ingrained in us. There was no if ands, or buts about the separation of the colors. And my first exposure was at SIU whenever I commuted to the college, but I can't remember ever making friends there. And then the next experience was in the U.S. Army at Fort Dix, New Jersey, and they had emptied all the jails and prisons uh, in New York and New Jersey into the Army, and I got to see the very worst of society there. To make a friend with the people of color, it didn't happen. I think people of color is like saying the word, the color yellow. Yellow, when I say yellow, makes me feel good. When I say people of color... It's a beautiful picture to me. Growing up in my family in Franklin County, there uh, were no people of color there. I don't remember anything being mentioned about anything, about race of any kind growing up and never came in contact with anyone until I got older and probably moved out of Benton. I think you and I had kind of spent a very uh, sheltered life. Well, we moved out in 93. I was 52. Woo! Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, my Lance. Yeah. That sounds so old. Yeah. <laughs> I was 55 before. Ooh. And immediately we were introduced to one of the finest uh, couple that we've ever met in our life. It was Bill Brown and his wife, and she was a hospital administrator. That was a great experience, but they were not friends. They were co-workers. They were business associates. I don't know. I think we felt more, especially Bill. We didn't see his wife that often, but I meant, my gosh, we rented a home from them. Beautiful home that we loved so much. I think we were friends with Bill. I felt a very warm feeling. He was uh, was very good to us. He helped us as far as the business was concerned to tell us everything that had gone on before us, before we got there, the relationship with the base. He had a lot of friends on the base that helped us a lot with our business. And he was just a very quiet, very nice looking guy who was uh, very intelligent and and had a beautiful home to rent. (laughs) We had some great times there. And then they had a segment on Toby Weissenheimer, who had adopted a little boy of color, and he got hurt. And whenever he went to get a Band-Aid, he couldn't find a Band-Aid that would match his son's skin tone. And he got with a couple of other professionals, and they developed a line of colored Band-Aids. Nothing makes you more aware of things that need to be done than when you have a child. And I noticed when they put the Band-Aids on that you couldn't even see a Band-Aid, and that was great, really great. And I remember when I saw the news report this morning, the lady who was doing the interviews said that she had never had a, she was a lady of color, and said she had never had a crayon that was the color of her skin. And I thought I had been doing a lot of things with the uh, grandchildren here, uh, the pandemic, and we were drawing things. And when we come to draw a face, we were always looking for a color to color in people's faces. Otherwise, you just left them white. It's wonderful how some people are so aware of things like that. Sometimes I'm disappointed in myself that I'm not more aware about other people and how they must feel about things because we really don't take it into consideration because we as a white race have never really had to worry about it. How does 50 years in a sundown county come into play with that? You were a little more advanced than I was. (laughs) I lived on the farm. I never got out of the farm. I was an only child. I had a date. I couldn't stay out later than 11 o'clock. I think I was a little more protected. You had uh, seven brothers and sisters, and you guys were out doing things, and you were city people, and you were involved in what was going on in the city. Nothing that I saw was any different in my surroundings. You're describing a family I don't even know because we had eight kids and mom and dad. We were stuck on the farm, but we were stuck with white people, and you were stuck with white people. We didn't have any opportunity to be exposed on a daily basis to the friendship, camaraderie, and vocation of of people of color. About a sundown city? You know, I don't think I heard that or knew that until I was older. I had never known that there was a rule in Benton that no uh, black person could be seen in Franklin County at sundown. I had just never heard that. It was certainly an unwritten law, 
and one that we probably wasn't aware of until later because I too had not heard about that. Uh, recently, they had one about Vienna and had a big news article about the sundown towns in southern Illinois, and they listed our hometown as being one. It also makes me feel bad now that I know what I know and I'm learning more all the time about people of color are treated. It's really awakening, if that's the right word, to me, because um, I can't believe people treat other people that way. And I know there are bad specimens of us in every race. You know, after you've been treated the way these people have, and you don't really see for a long time until now how they have been mistreated. And I just think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really sad. I feel neglectful and not paying more attention and doing more to assist and to help uh, all people in all steads of life. But also on the morning news, they had a, a story about uh, Hannah Hussain, uh, the young Somalian girl who, through the trials and tribulations of the turmoil in her country in Somalia, they were thrown into a refugee camp. And at age seven, she was given the opportunity to go to Seattle by herself, which she did, and made a life seven years old with nothing in Seattle. I know that uh, whole show this morning was um, unbelievable, the uh, courage of uh, young children and their stamina is unbelievable. Yeah, it was a beautiful story. The reporter asked her, okay, you left your mother and brothers and sisters in Somalia. Did you ever miss them? And she said, I did not allow myself to miss anything. If I would have, I would have crashed. That's what you call taking control of your mind. Oh, absolutely. I could use a little of that. <laughs> a little control of my own mind. <laughs> I could use a little more mind. But she had a statement in there that uh, what I wanted to get to with you, she said uh, she didn't allow herself to miss anything except the smell of her home. Oh, that's the reason you asked me a while ago if um, I had could remember any smells. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I said no because I I don't know if I've always had a bad sense of smell. I don't think so. Maybe your kitchen stunk. <laughs> no, no. When Not you, with Betty Payne. Yeah. Then when you said that, I thought I didn't think of the smell, but I thought of the first food that came to my mind, and that was biscuits and gravy. My mother used to make gravy every morning and sometimes, you know, twice a day. That is what I actually thought of when you mentioned that while ago. Yeah, I too, because I would milk two cows every morning and mom would start uh, cooking. Uh, we both got up at five o'clock in the morning and she fired up the wood stove. She would begin the process of uh, frying eggs. She fried about a dozen, maybe two dozen eggs every morning because she was feeding anywhere from seven to 10 people. So I would go out and milk the cow and bring the milk in and she'd have everything ready for the big skillet of gravy. And she would take the milk from my hand and pour it into the skillet and start making the uh, gravy. And the second I walked into the house, that's what I smelled, the uh, the biscuits that she had kneaded 
a couple of dozen biscuits that she needed from scratch. It's also the smell of the wood-burning stove. I bet. I didn't have that pleasure of having that smell at my house. But, um, oh yeah, and all this conversation, Joe, we're going to have to stop. Because all I can see now is biscuits and gravy are just my all-time really get-off-and-go-crazy food is biscuits with butter and sugar. So can we go to something else (laughs) besides food? Well, our Telltale Tuesday diet. You and I both have hit a uh, wall with our weight. Uh, I can't get past 217. Trying to break that and I need to lose some weight. Talking to Kim yesterday, she was asking Sam, you have to kind of shock your system sometimes. And, And you get into a habit when you're on a diet, I think, of eating the same foods because you know their calorie intake, you know how it agrees with you, and you get in this rut so that Right now, it's hard for me because the thought of any food that we can get and have here at the house, it just is very blah to me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking for something new, which is going to get me in trouble. Pumpkin pie with some frosting on top would just, oh, I would walk a mile, or blackberry cobbler. Uh, now, the pumpkin pie, you can have yours. Uh, my mother's blackberry cobbler I could kill for that, but I'm more along the line of, I would love some really good Thai food. Mm. Oh, my gosh, all that curry. (gasps) And I would love some uh, sushi. Oh, my gosh, I could make myself sick with sushi right now. About three different kinds of Chinese food. Oh, just let me sit here and think about it for a minute. (laughs) Thank you for giving me all the pumpkin pie, because the best pumpkin pie outside of what my mother baked was Costco. They make a great, and it's big, it's huge. Joe, it's not how it tastes. It's that it's at least 24 inches wide, (laughs) and it says one pie. So you can tell people that you ate a pie all by yourself. They think it's a little pie. (laughs) And you're doing the big 24 inches or 12 inches or whatever they are. Yes, I know you. <laughs> Another segment on the morning show was John Tester, the senator who uh, is a farmer. And he said he was a lot of things, but he's most proud. His title is, you know, he's senator and father and husband and all this kind of stuff. But the title he's most proud of is farmer. Oh, I know. I love that. When he said that, I just got a warm feeling in, in my heart. It would take him two hours to get to the airport, and then it would be a two-plane ride. I meant so he has to switch planes to go into D.C. Then he stays for three or four days, and then he comes back on the weekends and farms. And I'm thinking, I wanted more of the story. I wanted to be able to talk to him and say, okay, you... You just can't farm when you're home on a weekend. So I'm wanting to know who's holding down the farm and doing all the things in between because uh, he was driving a monster of a tractor and everything. So he must have been a pretty big farmer. So that's where I went to. I went as he got a bunch of young young boys out there taking care of things and mama while he's gone or just how they manage that. But he's been doing it for 14 years that's amazing. That is amazing. He said an accident whenever he was a preteen, 
got his hand caught in the meat grinder oh, and Lord. chomped off most mm. of his left hand. Everything but his thumb and his uh, pinky finger. Mm. And uh, he said, oh, he said he didn't remember it going into the grinder, but he remembered when he pulled it out. Oh, just kills me. Makes my knees shake. He used to play saxophone. So after that ordeal happened with his hand, he could still play the trumpet. He learned still to play the trumpet. It was really a, a good interview. Okay, our assignment from the morning news is you and I are going to check the history of the Great Wall of China. You're going to do some checking on John Tester, the uh, Democrat senator. Will do. Well, I'm still thinking about the Wall of China that I, I thought I knew something about it. But for some reason, I don't know if it's old age or I just never knew about the Wall of China. But when I saw it this morning, I thought, oh my gosh, what an undertaking. And it was just breathtaking to me. I bet to see it in person is just unbelievable. Let's do it. Let's okay. make a plan. Let's go to uh, China and see the Great Wall and uh, enjoy that. Okay, I'm all aboard. Okay, uh, close out by thanking God for the quality and quantity of life he has, is, and will give to us with emphasis on quality. A big amen to you. Amen to you. <laughs>